I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. Why did you start by giggling? <laughs> I don't know. Something was in my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if wrong, wrong place, wrong time. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I love it. Oh, I know why. Because I was looking down. We both kind of like the oh! same joke. <laughs> that's why i laughed okay but i have a joke for you okay you do your spread (laughs) (laughs) okay so why did dracula take cold medicine because he forgot to put his phone on silent before recording (laughs) okay wait mine's on silent hopefully it doesn't do like the unknown number ring thing that it's been doing i don't know why it does i know anyway Uh, anyway, um no i do not know why dracula took his cold medicine to stop his coffin (laughs) (laughs) okay so this is why it's funny because this is my joke (laughs) why are graveyards so noisy i don't know why because of all the coffin (laughs) i think the fact that we picked jokes with the same punchline is funnier than the jokes themselves yes (laughs) this is why we're friends yeah i was like that's why i started laughing because i saw it i was like ah (laughs) oh dear anyway so we have some ghouls news first up and most importantly my lovely bff and co-podcaster here is a free woman yay she had been liberated Uh, i am from a real crappy situation yay and we are so happy we are truly blessed and highly favored yes and we're gonna have a big celebration to uh commemorate her newfound uh singlehood well you're not single but can i say that i just did i'm sorry <laughs> do you want me to edit it it's, out no it's already there okay, okay. it's just not with a female just i mean, so that I, mean everybody I can knows. edit it out but. <laughs> you mean you didn't go off and elope with one of your female friends like the dirty rumors that were started oh no no oh, okay no you're dating a male mm-hmm. okay Yes. And we like him? Yes. And he's nice? Yes. And he brings me vegan cheesecake? Yes. And I, I mean, still want to know where the fuck my cheesecake is. You know is. what the last person <laughs> that you were with ever gave me? Stress? Fucking migraines. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, we like this guy. We'll keep him around. Okay, good. Yeah, so be nice to it's him. It's like the first one that I always want to like share with everybody. <laughs> usually i try to hide uh, no. not anymore nope so we are celebrating that the most wonderful person i know over here is Aww. liberated out of a real shit situation and she's on to bigger and better things and we're gonna go have lots of fishnet leg drinks at hamburger mary's Ooh, here in west hollywood and i'm to gonna wear fishnets as you should <laughs> oh player haters ball anyway (laughs) um also in other news so just a reminder that we are kitty i almost said catty i mean i'm catty but (laughs) well not you're you're not catty i'm catty but we are together Mm -hmm. kitty fx yes i like that that was a nice segue good job we're getting really good at this i have my moments Yes, so we are Kitty FX brand ambassadors. We would like you to go check them out. <laughs> They're on Instagram. Um, also Facebook? 
Yep. Yes. Facebook. Also on Facebook, and you can check out their um, their online store at kittyfxshop.com. And make sure you enter our code SquadGhouls, all in caps, and receive fifteen percent off your uh, total of purchase. Yeah, man. Or you can go to our website at www.thesquadghouls.com. Helps our SEO, subtle plug. Um, And then you can click the link that is on our website, which will automatically apply your discount at checkout. We make things easy for you. We try. (laughs) So please go check them out. They'll have some new stuff coming out really soon. So make sure you uh, follow them on Instagram, like them on Facebook, and... Also, click the link on our website. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, in slightly more somber ghouls news. Oh, yes. Um, unfortunately, we learned on Tuesday that a friend and former roller derby teammate of ours, uh, Allison Cantrell, was murdered near her home in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, and we don't have words for how much we loved this girl. She's just the sweetest and most amazing human on the face of the planet. Um and she loved her she loved her baby girl more than anything. She loved her family. She loved the sport of roller derby. And she also really loved horror. And yes. she used to listen to our podcast. Um, so if you live in we have some listeners in Colorado. If you know anything, please contact Colorado Springs yes. Sheriff. Um, but we would like to decorate decorate. Oh my god. We would like to dedicate this show to our dear friend Allison Cantrell who we yes. love dearly and miss and we hope that we see her on the other side someday yes we love you Ally Crash I know Ugh. <sighs> oh man but anyway, o- anyway over to booze <sighs> news yes <laughs> booze news booze news okay oh yep first one's me <laughs> so <laughs> so fresh off last year's relic which we talked about yeah we did if you listen to that episode um director natalie erica james will continue playing around in the genre space um the hollywood reporter um has stated that uh, she's creating a film that's titled Apartment 7A. Mm. And Natalie Erica James will be, she's co-writing and directing for Paramount and Platinum Dunes. Mm. And John Krasinski from A Quiet Place <gasps> is on board oh. as producer. Okay, I'm so, excited now. Yeah, so it's it's getting good. So the plot details are being kind of kept secret, but it is being described as a psychological thriller. Well, oh, that seems kind of in her her realm, <laughs> kind yeah. of from like the relic. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um. Uh, James is writing the script with Christian White, uh, with an earlier draft by Skylar James, and then Michael Bay, uh, Andrew Form, and Brad Fuller will produce for Platinum Dunes. Michael Bay, you get back. <laughs> he's 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 making an appearance. <laughs> Step away from the CGI. You've gone let's, too far. Let's just hope we 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 keep it simple. Yes. <laughs> um. Some awesome news. So we all kind of heard um this week. Well, when this comes out, this will be a week old. But we did find out for us Southern California people, uh, Disneyland will be opening April thirtieth of 2021 it sure will day after my birthday oh happy birthday Bree! i know i was like well i know what i might be doing 
because I'll be fully vaccinated by then. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll feel safe to go. Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody that I know that really wants to go. <laughs> <gasps> Holy crap. I'll be vaccinated too. Oh, I guess we're making a trip. Yes. Because, you know, I always wanted to stay at the Grand Californian. So yeah. it may have to happen. Yeah. That way, if I stay there and get up really early, I can make it on Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> oh. Hey, could we... Mm-mm, no, not to crash her trip, but oh no, can can Jared and I tag along? Obviously uh, not. Yes. Stay, obviously not stay in your hotel room. Like we we'll, we will get our own. Yeah, you don't but... want to stay in my room. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it will be the epitome of live, um, live your best life, girl. <laughs> the Magic Kingdom. Um, <laughs> oh my god, did I just say that? I just did. I am not editing this out. <laughs> This is staying. Anthony, you're welcome. <laughs> no more metabolism tea for me. Um, anyway, so yay, Disneyland's opening. The happiest place on We're earth. also planning my birthday. Um, Breeze hotel room. <laughs> gonna get in so much trouble. We're doing great. What um, are you talking about? You know, you know that Anthony's gonna listen to this and he can be laughing and giggling and probably turning a little bit red. Anthony, you're welcome. I'm already red. <laughs> Anyways. So, um, Disneyland is actually working on adding new magic to the Haunted Mansion again. Ooh, la, la. So, uh, years ago, they brought back the the hat back. The, oh, my God. The hat back? Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. The hat box ghost. Mm-hmm. There it is. I said it. You're doing good. So, they're kind of keeping it under wraps, so what they're adding in, but hopefully soon as we get close to open, they will reveal what it will be. I'm excited. Yeah, and then I'm hoping by the time we get there that Splash Mountain will be open. Oh, but as, um, it's turning into Princess and the Frog. Yes. That's right. I'm actually excited for it. Yeah. I'm actually very excited for the removal of a very racist movie <laughs> yeah i mean it's still fun to go on the ride and and hear me make fun of it but please don't throw me in that briar patch <laughs> get yourself down from there <laughs> it's so yeah. bad it's so bad <laughs> but anyway well hopefully they'll be adding lots of great new things for us to see when they open in april but you know i hope that they don't do what they did a little mermaid because ugh. I'm sorry, um, no no shade, but they went real cheap on Little Mermaid. And also, how could you not make the Little Mermaid a water ride? That's, you like, know what, in my mind, when they said that they were making it, I totally thought it was going to be a water ride. Missed opportunity, or like, if we're not, If we're not, like, totally, like, like, maybe not getting wet like in splash mountain but like have us riding in water like i mean do pirates of the caribbean some shit you got yeah, a big old lake i mean I'm that's sorry. what i mean sorry they, they got a big old lake out there over on paradise pier mm-hmm. that just it turns into the bellagio at night you cannot tell me that you could not build a water ride there instead of nighttime bellagio fountain show yeah but anyway i digress okay good yeah, well that's so, nice to know yeah so happy things coming hooray (laughs) um in other news any of the best horror movies of the 21st century is bound to include the movie let the right one in so this is 
the original Swedish version. This is not Let Me In, which was the one that had Chloe Grace Moretz later on. Um, so this was the original one in sweet in Swedish. And there's a really funny scene with the cats that attack her. <laughs> if anybody remembers that. So anyway, uh, that came out in 2008 and it was based on the 2004 novel by John Avid Lundquist. So now oh. there's going to be a series based on Let the Right One In. It, that's over at Showtime in the works. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, Damien Bashir, who was in The Nun and uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, is going to be starring in it. Ooh, creepy. I know. I'm actually really excited for this because I, I actually I loved that movie. And I, I don't mind reading subtitles when the movie's good. So I'm excited for this one. And then something that's actually going to be debuting on netflix the day that this episode airs march 26th uh is a new sinister reimagining <gasps> of the world of sherlock holmes Ooh, so th- i like this i know i'm here for this so this is the show's being called the irregulars it is as i mentioned debuting on netflix next friday which will be this friday as you're listening to this march 26th it's going to be set in victorian london And it follows a gang of troubled street teens who are manipulated into solving crimes for the sinister Dr. Watson and his mysterious business partner, the elusive Sherlock Holmes. I don't know why I'm moving my hand like I'm a... rapper right now because we have a whole audience right here right and i'm i'm half italian i talk with my hands i can't help it um i'm black i talk with my hands (laughs) anyway (laughs) what is wrong with me oh we're doing great today (laughs) this is the best episode to date um so as these crimes take on a horrifying supernatural edge a dark power emerges and it will be up to the irregulars to come together to save not only london but the entire world i'm actually i'm excited for this i i like okay i know a lot of people didn't like it but i Mm -hmm. actually liked the um robert downey jr sherlock holmes i did too okay it was fun people like talk a lot of crap about people it people hated on it real hard but i like how it was kind of darker it was i liked that it was darker not like super dark but i'm glad that they're taking this one and going dark with it S- some of it was a little um was a little tired like when he's in the box ring and he starts like specifically describing and the punch comes here and then blah, blah, this blah. oh yeah like i'm like just just, <laughs> just hit duck him. just, just duck yeah. like you're telling us you're gonna duck we get it just do it <laughs> like some of the, I, so i get like some of that was hard to, yeah. to make it through but i actually really liked it yeah I, thought, I liked it i thought that they were fun they were filmed really well and i hate most things so ease up people also don't talk about my rdj oh, i know <laughs> i will come for you tony stark dies <laughs> oh man (laughs) so um since it is national women's history month we would like to share some different charities or organizations that you can support um for oh god i can't talk to support for women this month (laughs) we're doing great um so (laughs) the first one i wanted to share and i thought it was really cool it's called girls who code it's a new thing it's exciting it's a new thing like when I heard that my niece was taking a coding class, I was like, they didn't have that shit when I was in middle school. What's happening? I think I took a word processing class in high school, but it was on, no, it was on Microsoft Word, but it was, I mean, it was back when computers were still like the size of a telescope. They were huge. 
<laughs> but I'm I'm just it's happy I'm happy to hear that they're trying to get more girls in the science field. Which oh is, yeah, which women in STEM. Yes. So so girls who code, uh, they focus on um, their work focuses not only on uh, gender diversity but also on young women who are historically underrepresented in computer science fields, especially girls who come from unrepresented uh, mi- minority groups such as African American, Hispanic, biracial, Native American, um, also um, women who come from low income back uh, backgrounds, and then specifically like the free or re- you know reduced lunch eligible. Mm-hmm. Um, or they've had a lack of exposure or access to computer science. So if you contribute to this wonderful organization, um, your contribution will help to inspire, educate, and equip girls with the computing skills to become change agents in their communities. I love it. So please reach out. I think it's really important that you know we encourage young women to get in the science field get in the computer you know science field medical field politics stem and also stem so science technology oh motherfucker i forgot what the e stands for (laughs) science technology something and medical we gotta we gotta get more women in these um highly male populated um fields yeah, that's what I wanted to say. And also, don't be like me if you start out in STEM. Science, technology, engineering, and math. <laughs> yes, that. There we go. Um, yeah, don't be like me. Don't start out in STEM and then give up. Do it. Take out the student loans. It's only money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Get but good grades. Apply for grants. Yes, please. They're there for you. Yes. You just, they, they, a lot of people don't like put it out there, but if you do your research, you'll find the right ones that will help you and watch out for predatory student loans yes i feel like i say that a lot but no but it's true but i have a lot of friends that will never get out of their student loan debt but hey according to um our current leader's agenda one of the things that he wants to accomplish is to forgive student loan debt because well, i'm waiting for him to forgive mine right <laughs> um because <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's tough enough about my life today <laughs> But so you've please. got so much happy. Let's I know. celebrate the happy. I know. I, anyway. Um, um, so <laughs> so please check out Girls Who Code. Anyway, yes. continue. Um, so the one that I picked is near and dear to my heart because I have volunteered with them for many years. You have because you told me. Yes. This is great. This is the rock and roll camp for girls here in Los Angeles, California. Um, now, girls rock, the rock and roll camp for girls is actually a faction of the girls rock camp alliance so the girls rock camp alliance hosts all of these camps all over the world um when i first started volunteering there were you know just a handful and now i think there's well over a hundred worldwide um so we've got just in our local area there's one in la and the one in santa barbara i have volunteered with both so the rock and roll camp for girls specifically in la was founded by two wonderful humans mona tavacoli and becky gebhardt hi friends um who are amazing musicians and amazing women all around and there's also a women's rock camp that they host, but uh, it is for young girls that spend a week at this day camp. 
and they learn everything about playing in a band. So one, they learn how to play an instrument, whether it be keyboard, drums, bass, or guitar, um, and or sing. They have to come up with a band name. They have to market their band, and they have to, at the end of the week, mind you, they have a one week to do this, these young gals perform at a showcase for their friends and family. So it's that's so cool. Yeah, it's so much fun. So I've I've done everything from sponsored gear to gone and set up camp rooms to I've been a band coach, which is like the most rewarding thing because when you when you say it out loud and you think, oh my god, these girls have to learn how to play an instrument, write a song, like get along and work together and market their band in a week there's no way they can do this they can and they do and it's the most incredible thing you will ever see um so obviously this is a group that's been hit hard by covid because they couldn't host any camps last summer um but please can consider donating because it's the most incredible thing to empower young women and young ladies to realize that they can we can do anything we want in this life you really can um and my absolute favorite group that i coached this was probably seven or eight years ago uh chose to write a death metal song about vegetables (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) and the little girl that was the singer was like eight or nine years old and the chorus was oh i want my bless me bless me bless me brussels sprouts (laughs) (laughs) i hope you saved the song oh my god i have it on an album it's amazing and i really feel like we need to share we need to put it on our instagram i'll find it please Uh, it's on an old hard drive but i will find it this is your new vegan theme song i want my bless me bless me bless me bristles sprouts (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh this is amazing yeah so anyway i I cannot say enough good things about the girls rock camp alliance they're amazing and super empowering um but specifically the rock and roll camp for girls will always hold a special place in my heart please consider donating or learning how to be a mentor or if you have a rock camp in your area you can look at the girls rock camp alliance website and find out what's near you but yes donate it's awesome yay go women power and that's all i have to say about that yes i like it. We're, we're both off our soapboxes now yes <laughs> so today we since since it is our last episode for uh national um women's history month we wanted to do famous female ghosts in history whoop, whoop. Ooh, we got some pretty good ones yeah we do some really good ones you have a really good one I saw it and I was like, Sarah's going to do this one. Sarah's totally going to do this one. (laughs) Do you want to go first? I can. Okay. Okay. I'll do the less exciting. Well, that's not fair. It's not less exciting, but I'll do the one. (laughs) I'll do the, the, uh, the, the second one that I picked first. Ah, okay. No, that I like that plan. Yes. Okay. So the first one that I picked is called The Ironed Lady or La Planchada. Ooh. So I found info on La Planchada on uh, Dark Hauntings. And then there was another website that I found info from and I forgot to write it down. So I'm very sorry. <clears throat> but it was really, you know, anytime there's old timey ghosts, I'm so in for it. Um, so La Planchada or the Iron Lady is 
a well-known ghost legend from Mexico. So in the 1930s, there was a nurse by the name of Eulalia who worked at the Juarez Hospital in Mexico. And the reason why she's called La Planchada is because her uniform was always super clean, crisp, and perfectly ironed. Um, And even Mm -hmm. in death, her uniform is still perfect. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was so I was super excited about that. I'm like, this is a girl after my own heart. Um, so she was amazing at her job and her patients were really lucky to be part under her care. Um, but things began to take a turn, as the legend goes, when a young and handsome doctor joined the hospital staff. Oh. So it's she, always that doctor. It's always stay away from boys. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news. <laughs> um, so she and the doctor started seeing each other and it wasn't too long before she fell in love with him and they were engaged. Wah, wah, wah. That's how it always goes. Right. Um, so shortly after the engagement, he left to attend a medical seminar to her shock and surprise. He did not return the following week. Um, So another week passed and there was no sign of him coming back. So she became increasingly worried and felt sure that something bad had to have happened to him. But several weeks later, the hospital received word from him that he had met and married a woman in the town that hosted the seminar. Again, I say, stay away from boys. They're bad news. Um, So she was understandably heartbroken and she fell into a state of depression. Her work started to suffer. And then she actually began to neglect the patients that were under her charge. And tragically, as a result, as the legend goes, one of her patients died. So realizing that it was her fault that the patient died she actually herself became ill and oh, she no. yeah and she no longer had the will to fight because her heart was broken and well doubly broken one from finding out that her fiance uh cheated on her and married someone else and also that she was responsible for the death of a patient um so she actually died very shortly after in the hospital that she worked in so strange things started to happen as they always do after her death um so many patients and nurses and some doctors started seeing a nurse in the emergency room area and some stories actually state that she appears to glow and floats instead of walks through the hospital corridors um, and then others have seen her walk normally, but you don't hear her footsteps. That would freak me out so hard. <laughs> um, so the staff uh, decided to call the apparition La Planchada because of the state of her perfectly pressed uniform. So the reports from patients are actually really, really interesting. Uh, she appears at night on the ward that she died in, and she actually looks after the patients that have been neglected. So in the morning, the patients are well enough to be moved to less intensive care rooms. And then when they're asked how they're feeling, a lot of them have replied, a nurse came in and healed me. That's not creepy. Not in the slightest. It's fine. Um, So people believe Eulalia returns as a spirit because of a sense of guilt. And she is forever doomed to pay for her mistakes in life. Oh, I know. That's that's sad. At least she's helping and not like 
mean oh totally she's not scratching people yeah so that's- <laughs> she's like here let me help you <laughs> so that's cool right um so there's actually a couple different versions of the story so in one it states that she was a cruel woman who trade who treated her patients badly so when she died her punishment was to take care of patients for all eternity um but then in another version uh, it states that she was never engaged to the doctor and it states that he rejected her advances and married the woman that he was already engaged to. Um, and then she takes her disappointment and anger out on patients, resulting in several of them dying before oh. her untimely death. Oh, boy. I know. That's like mega creepy. Yeah. So that is the story of the Ironed Lady. I like it. Creepy. It's creepy. Kind of makes me like... um not want to go in a hospital but it's fine (laughs) well since you started with your second one i'm gonna start with my second one so i picked the brown lady why she gotta be brown of (laughs) uh raynham hall oh yes it's very famous well famous picture i should say um so the brown lady of raynham hall is a ghost that um reportedly haunts the hall in norfolk england and it became one of the most famous hauntings in great britain when photographers from country life magazine claimed to have captured this image Mm. and i'll get into that story a little bit later um so the brown lady in quotations Mm -hmm. (laughs) is is it she got that name because of the brown brocade dress it is claimed she wears. Holy shnikes. So it's it's not the color of her skin, people. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> because when I saw it, I am I am I almost got offended. But then I read it and I was like, oh. That's <laughs> like, cool. They're not they're not talking about her being a brown person. They're right. talking about what she's wearing. Because I saw a lot of that when I was doing research for this, and I was like, you guys, if if you just read <laughs> like i did then you feel less offended anyway so <laughs> according to the legend the brown lady of raynham hall is the ghost of lady dorothy walpole oh yes and she is the sister of robert walpole who is regarded as the first prime minister of great britain Ah, kind of cool get a little history lesson anyway so and then she is the second wife of charles uh townshend who was notorious for his violent temper they always are (laughs) so the story says that when uh townshend uh discovered that his wife had committed adultery with a lord wart i can't say it wharton there it is. Wharton. You're doing good. Yes. He punished her by locking her in her room in his family home, which was Raynham Hall. So, uh, Dorothy was, in fact, entrapped by the Countess of Wharton. It wasn't because of her husband. And uh, so, basically, she invited Dorothy over to stay for a few days, knowing that her husband would never allow her to leave. And not even, she wasn't even able to see her children. And basically, she remained at Raynham Hall until her death in 1726 of from smallpox. So, mm-hmm. there's like a mystery. So, they, they say that she was locked in the room and then she just died. And then there's the story of her having uh, died of smallpox. So, there's some mystery there of what actually happened to dorothy walpole 
but it, either way, it's sad. So we'll, we'll get into the sightings. So the first recorded claim of a sighting was of, of her was by Lucia C. Stone. And she was um, kind of holding a Christmas gathering at Raynham Hall uh, in 1835. And uh, Stone uh, says that Lord uh, Charles Townshed had invited various guests to the hall. Um, it was like a big, big Christmas festivity. And uh, Colonel uh, Luftus and other guests named, there was another guy named Hawkins, said that they had seen the brown lady one night as they approached their bedrooms, noting kind of like in particular, she was in a very dated brown dress. Hence the brown lady. Anyway. Get a new room, man. <laughs> I know. I was like, I would not be staying there. Nope. And then the following evening, uh, evening uh, Colonel Leftist claimed to have seen her again and reporting like this was on the occasion he was drawn to the specter's empty eye sockets. Oh, dark in, no. Yeah, no. dark glowing sockets in her face. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, you know, he's, and a lot of his stories have left, had led, like, some staff to, like, pretty much, like, I ain't working here. I don't blame him. <laughs> I would leave, too. <laughs> if you told me there was a ghost with empty, creepy eye sockets and a glowing face, I'm out. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm good. I don't need to stay. <laughs> so long, farewell. I know. And goodbye. <laughs> so, the next reported sighting of the brown lady was made in 1836 by Captain Frederick uh, Marriott, Marriott, sorry, a friend of novelist Charles Dickens. Hmm. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so it is said that uh, Marriott requested that he spend the night in the haunted room uh, at Random Hall to prove his theory that a haunting was caused by local smugglers anxious to keep people away from the area. No. <laughs> so he later told his daughter Florence of his encounter with the brown lady saying he had chased her down the hall with his revolver in hand. So uh, Florence later... Uh, told a newspaper saying this is his her father's uh, experience in vivid de detail he says the figure halted of its own accord before the door behind which my father stood and holding the lighted lamp she uh, she carried to her features grinned in a malicious and diabolical manner at him this act uh, so infuriated my father who was anything but lamb-like in disposition that he sprang into the corridor with a bound and discharged the revolver right in her face oh. I, I hate that they use the word discharge but anyway um <laughs> there's an ointment for that <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> just words that I just don't like. Anyway, so <laughs> like moist. Oh God. <laughs> hey, I didn't say the J word. Oh, please but now don't. you're thinking about no, it. No, yeah, thanks, thanks, <laughs> thank you so much. Just as like discharged. Anyway, it rhymes with fizz. <laughs> God. Sorry. Um. So, I love you. You're stuck with me. I know. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so she said that the figure instantly disappeared and the bullet passed through the outer door of the room on the opposite side of the corridor yes because it's a ghost uh-huh <laughs> it's a ghost and it lodged in the panel of the inner one so my father never attempted again to interfere with the brown lady of arenum well yeah i wouldn't either i'd get the hell out 
Um, and then uh, Lady Townshend reported that the brown lady was next seen in 1926 when her son and his friend claimed to have seen the ghost on the staircase, identifying the ghostly figure with the portrait of Lady Dorothy Walpole, which hung in the haunted room. Well, I mean, there's your sign. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you leave things, uh-huh. they're going to stay. Yep. I'm just saying. So getting into the Country Life magazine incident. So um, on September 19, 1936, Captain Hubert C. Provend, a London-based photographer working for Country Life magazine and his assistant, uh, uh, Andre Shira, were taking photographs of Raynham Hall for an article. They claimed to have already taken a photograph of the hall's main staircase and were setting up to take a second shot when uh, Shira saw a a vapory form gradually assuming the appearance of a woman moving down the stairs towards them. So under Shira's direction, Provand quickly took the cap off the lens while Shira pressed the trigger to activate the camera's flash. Later, when the negative was developed, the famous image of the brown lady was revealed. Mm. This picture is online everywhere. Okay, I'm looking it up. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Yes. If you look up the brown lady of Raynham Hall, this picture will pop up. Okay. So, and while you guys are listening, we will post this on Instagram, I'm sure, when we're, you know, talking about this episode. So, anyway. <laughs> so, it's this famous image uh, now around the world. So... Ooh, is it this one? It is that one. Oh. Yep. <laughs> and they posted it in the magazine, too. <laughs> is great um so the account of Pravon and Shira's ghostly uh, uh, experience at Raynham Hall was published in Country Life magazine on December 26 1936 along with the photograph of the brown lady so they also uh, uh put a picture there of Lady Dorothy Walpole and so the photograph and the account of its taking also appeared in the January 4th 1937 edition of Life magazine shit's creepy yeah it is I mean, it's a pretty good picture. So anyway, so shortly thereafter, um, the noted paranormal investigator, Harry Price, interviewed Pravon and Shira and reported, he says, I will say at once, I was impressed. I was told a perfectly simple story. Mr. Andre Shira saw the apparition descending from the stairs at the precise moment when Captain Pravon's head was under the black cloth. A shout a shout and the cap was off and the flashbulb fired with the results which we now see i could not shake their story and i had no right to disbelieve them only only collusion between the two men would account for the ghost if it is a fake the negative is, is entirely innocent innocent of any faking so aka he cannot debunk it <laughs> you like that I, I did i had to do it you got a witch cackle out of me how to do it i had, mm. had to do it anyway so some critics have claimed that shira faked the image by putting grease or a similar substance on the lens in the shape of a figure or moved down the stairs himself during an exposure and then other claims um that the image is an accidental double exposure or that lights somehow got into the camera here we go. Internet sleuths. Um, <laughs> back then, though. Um, so, uh, Joel Nickroll has written that a detailed examination of the photograph shows evidence of double exposure. And then we have John uh, Fairley and Simon Welfare wrote there. There is a pale line above each stair tread, indicating that one picture 
um, has been superimposed over the other. A patch of reflective light at the top of the right-hand banister appears twice. Like, they were really being investigative about this. <laughs> um, a magician named John Booth wrote, the photograph could easily be duplicated by naturalistic methods. Booth had the magician, Ron Wilson, cover himself in a bedsheet and descend the grand staircase at the Magic Castle in Hollywood. So the faked ghost image looked very similar to the Raynham Hall photograph. You can also see this one online. It's actually pretty close. <laughs> then other critics point out that the image of the lady very closely resembles that of a standard Virgin Mary statue. Ooh. As would be found in any Catholic church and the light path covering the bottom one third of the image uh, resembling an inverted V shape being very... It, um, <laughs> indicative and as the outer garment above it drapes down on either side at an angle. Mm. So they're, anyway, <laughs> so they're really getting into this. But the brown lady has not um, been seen after this alleged sighting in 1936. Raynham Hall uh, remains in the hands of the Townshend family to this day. The current uh, Marquess is married and has two children. Marquis. Oh, Marquis, sorry. That's okay. Was it Marquis? Because when it's the woman, isn't it Marquess? Oh, wait. I'm, maybe I'm reading the wrong part. Oh. No, I'm at the bottom. Oh, the Marquess. It is Marquess, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm being a it's total fine. backseat driver. No, it's fine. Because like I, I had to look again, too, to make sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> but anyway, someone's living there now. This is great. And... um. And basically, no one's ever seen her again, and they still haven't really figured out if the photograph is a fake or not. But there's all these Crazy. ghost stories. So that's that's the brown lady. Ooh. Ooh. I like all these ghost stories. Me too. Where we need to have sage. It's over there on the <laughs> nightstand. Perfect. Um, well, the second one I picked is probably one that's a little more infamous, and I think that more people have heard of than the first one. Uh, I picked the Bell Witch. Ooh. <laughs> I knew it. When I saw that one, I was like, I'm leaving that one for Sarah because I know she's going to pick it. I like the Bell Witch. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Bell Witch is probably one of the more famous uh, ghosts and witches in American history. So I found, I, I pulled most of my research from their website, but then there was also another, um, or I, meh, sorry, I'm doing great. Back up. Uh, so there is actually, because you can tour the Bell Witch Cave and Cabin in Tennessee, where all of this actually took place. Oh. So they've got a pretty robust website. They actually offer tours as well. Let's go. Um, right? When it's open. Yes. Or when we have our vaccine. Whatever. Yes. When we're fully vaccinated <laughs> in the next month. Um, uh, yeah. So they have a full website for the Bell Witch Cave and Cabin, and they, they host tours and so forth. Um, I pulled info from there, and then there's another bell witch historical website that i pulled info from um so this story is actually so famous that uh even andrew jackson got wind of it uh former president of the united states um so this is actually the true story of betsy bell who was the daughter of john bell and she was tortured by a witch for several years during her childhood um so this is probably most 
famously documented in an American haunting. There have been several films about the Bell Witch, but the most famous depiction is probably an American haunting and everybody's seen it. It had uh, Donald Sutherland in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Sissy Spacek was the mom, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, And then, Oh, I like it when there were movies together. Oh, who was the little girl? Rachel Hurd Wood. Was that the little girl? She was the Wendy in the live action Peter Pan. The I do believe in fairies. I do. I do. Um, that whoever that little girl was, that's the girl that was in it. So what exactly was the bell witch? Uh, Certain details vary from different accounts of her, but the most commonly known account is that the Bell Witch was the spirit of Kate Batts, who was the mean old neighbor of John (laughs) Bell, uh, who believed that she was cheated by him in a land purchase. So on her deathbed, she swore that she would haunt John Bell and his descendants. Um, so, so, right. So this story was actually picked up by the guidebook for Tennessee, which was published in 1933 by, uh, the United States federal government works project administration. Oh yeah. Um, so there are several different haunting stories in American history, but when you start to investigate all of these paranormal events, you can't overlook the bell witch. Yeah. Um, so human interactions with her date all the way back to 1817. Wow. Um, and former president Andrew Jackson was quoted as saying, I had a rather, uh, face the, I would rather face the British army than to spend another night with the bell, Witch. after he and some of his troops spent a night at the bell farm during the civil war. Ooh. Right. That's creepy. Or yeah. Creepy. Not the civil war. I'm sorry. Uh, Yes, Civil War. Yes. Um, I'm like thinking ears in my years in my head. Um, So you can, as I mentioned, uh, you can actually go to the Bell Witch Cave. Uh, They have several artifacts preserved from the original cabin, such as the chimney stone and a kettle. Um, And you can see a ton of different artifacts, news articles, and all of these photos from the time that John Bell and his family resided on the farm. Um, so it's in a secluded part of Adams, Tennessee, um, with all of the lovely. It's it's Dolly Parton's Tennessee Mountain Home. So, oh. you know, all the rolling hills and beauty that Dolly Parton <laughs> sings about. But it's haunted. It's, um, it's haunted. It's not not as pretty as you think, <laughs> right? So the story goes: John Bell, who was a farmer from North Carolina, along with his wife and children, settled in Robertson County, Tennessee, in 1804. Um, so their farm consisted of about 320 acres of farmland that laid along the Red River. They lived there pretty peacefully for the first 13 years, and they were members of the Red River Baptist Church, where John became a deacon. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones you got to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Um, so the family grew and became somewhat pros- prosperous. But in the late summer of 1817, uh, some members of the family began seeing strange looking animals around the property. <laughs> Great. And then late at night, they started <laughs> hearing knocking sounds on the doors and outer walls of the house. Later, the sounds started to come from inside the house things like a rat gnawing on the bedpost chains being dug through the house that'd scare the fuck out of me personally yep like just go find somewhere else right but you know as i was researching this i was thinking about it i've lived 
in the greater Los Angeles area for my entire life. I mean, even the inbred empire is still right. Technically a megalopolis of Los Angeles. Um, so I've never lived anywhere that wasn't industrious. Mm-hmm. And you know, I complain about it gets too dark up in my neighborhood. Cause there's one street light on the whole street. Cause I'm technically County, not city. Um, so we don't have sidewalks or streetlights. Right. Meh. But creepy. it's creepy and it's dark. But think about if there was nothing, because I can look down out my backyard that way. I'm pointing the wrong direction. <laughs> I can look down the hill out of my backyard and see all the lights of Camarillo on. Could you imagine living on a humongous prop? And I'm sure that we have listeners that are like, yeah, you dumb bitch. I've lived here for years. Like, right. What of it? <laughs> But could you imagine looking out on your yard and there's nothing that but, would creep me but out dark forest and no sounds of anything no sounds of cars no airplanes like nothing just this, this is why i don't camp dead <laughs> just dead silence so <laughs> so to live in an area where it's dead silent and then to hear chains dragging across your floor like Mm-mm. How fucking That reminds scary. me of that movie, the one where like the random people showed up at the cabin and then was like messing with the people and then killed them. Oh, uh, 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 Strangers. Strangers. Yeah. See, that had Liv Tyler in it, didn't it? Yep. yep. Sure did. Creepy. So creepy. But did you and see? Based, based on a true story. Yep. But did you see Strangers Pray at Night? No. Also good. Oh, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to make me not want to go anywhere. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Um... So sounds of chains being dragged through the house, stones being dropped on the wooden floors, and then later gulping and choking sounds. I would move. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Go away. So the family was obviously terrified, but didn't speak about the issue for over a year. When things started to become intolerable, John then confided in a neighbor by the name of James Johnson. Um, So he invited Mr. Johnson and his wife over to spend the night. And after several nights of witnessing a lot of these strange events, uh, Mr. Johnson suggested that more people be told. Hmm, you think? Um, So then a committee was formed (laughs) and an investigation was started. Oh, God. Um, So then people started to come from miles around to witness this for that was terrorizing the bell home so before too long the unseen force had gained enough strength that it now had a voice um so when asked who it was or who and what it was it gave different identities it once stated that it was the witch of a neighbor woman named kate bats um and that's what many people believed and then from then on they started calling it kate the bell's witch okay so kate had two main reasons for visiting the home the one main reason was to kill John Bell. Um, for exactly what reason, no one knows why. So it's, it's suspected that it was because she was cheated out of this land purchase. Um, but the second reason was to stop John's youngest daughter, Betsy, from marrying a neighbor boy named Joshua Gardner. So over the course of the next three years, Kate then tormented members of the Bell family on a daily basis. Um, John and Betsy were the ones who received the worst of the physical abuse. Betsy had her hair pulled. She was pinched, scratched, stuck with pins and beaten. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Dark shit. Like I am going to stage the room tonight. For sure. <laughs> um, so while John Bell started suffering 
um, different spells of swelling in his throat. And he often had the feeling of a stick being stuck sideways in his throat. Um, he then started twitching and jerking different facial muscles. Um, Kate would then blast him with curses and threats. Um, and as time grew on, John Bell became weaker and weaker and weaker. So, Kate started becoming really well known and started to draw huge crowds of people. Um, and she seemed to be very intelligent in a couple of things. Uh, the Bible, people's past and the future. Um, and she could be in two places at the same time, miles apart from each other. Creepy. I know. This is <laughs> this is really creepy. Yeah. Um, so she finally accomplished her mission by coming to the Bell Farm. Um, on December 20th, 1820, John Bell died. Um, it was believed that he was poisoned by Kate and she took full credit for his death. <laughs> um, I'm going to co-sign that. Right? <laughs> um, and then in March of 1821, young Betsy broke off her engagement with Joshua Gardner. Oh. Gosh. And then Kate bid everyone farewell and promised to return in seven years. And she did return in 1828 for a few short weeks. Oh, my so God. So she actually came to the home of John Bell Jr. and had long talks with him about the past, present and future. She made some predictions for the future. And she also said that there was a reason for John Bell's death. However, she never said what it was. Uh, thanks right like fucking thanks kate um so after the second visit she said her next return would be in 107 years which would have made it 1935 um but some people actually believe that she never left the area due to all the strange things that kept occurring around uh town and the Bellwitch cave over all of these years so there have been a ton of books written about the Bell Witch of Tennessee, um, and the legend is actually taught as part of Tennessee history in Tennessee schools. I probably would have paid attention more. Right? I would have. It, <laughs> we didn't get ghosts. I know. I got nothing. We barely found out the who little, Frederick Douglass was. I was like, the little blurb about the Salem Witch Trials was bullshit. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but there have actually been a few famous tellings of the Bell Witch. Ah, First off, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, God. You know, that's obviously not like the telling of the story. It's a found footage piece of garbage. Right, exactly. Um, there was one in 2004 called The Bell Witch Haunting. Obviously, hmm. the most notable, an American haunting in 2005. And there have also been films published in 2007, 2008, 2013, and to 2020, The Mark of the Bell Witch was the oh, one that came out then. Okay. Mm hmm. Cool. Um, and as I mentioned, there are tours of the cabin and the cave that you can take. Um, I kind of want... Well, okay. So here's the other thing. Um, I read that you're not supposed to take anything from the cave. Nothing. Well, I wouldn't. But I mean... I feel like I wouldn't even take pictures. But I mean, how is this even possible? Because if you go into the cave, in theory, what if there's like a little pebble that gets stuck in the tread of your shoe? Oh, shit right or like i didn't think about that or or like dust from the cave floor i mean does that count okay you know what so i'm cool we don't have I to mean, go yeah let's just not go in the cave <laughs> i'll mean, go to the little museum or you know what we can get those like little shoe covers and just leave everything and then just there. leave them in there but then that's littering is there trash outside the cave but then does that count as taking it what if, if we put outside? the trash can in the cave but <laughs> <laughs> 
know why I'm trying to like overthink this. I anyway, just don't want to go inside. It's fine. I, I don't need to go. Yeah. We, we, I don't need more bad things in my life. <laughs> no, you got rid of the bad thing. I'm like, I'm trying to. You got rid of the bad I'm thing. I'm trying to do the new me. Yeah. And not have evil spirits. No. Attack me. No. And, and all I want to do is go to all the creepy places. I know. I have problems. But, anyway. <laughs> but yes, that is the story of the famous Bell Witch. That's of pretty cool. I was reading a little bit of it and and I saw I was like, ooh, Sarah, I ooh, know wants to do this one. Cause that is some creepy stuff. Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna take us all the way to Japan. I'm so excited you're doing this one. <laughs> because when I saw this, I was like, oh yeah, I gotta do this one. Yeah, girl. Okay, so I'm gonna tell the story of uh Kuchisake Ono. Ona, excuse me. I'm I, so excited you're doing this. I was one. like practicing this so much, all this, all the Japanese words. Because a long time ago, I really wanted to learn Japanese so that when I go to Tokyo, that I would be able to speak things. But yeah, you see how far I get on that. <laughs> so, um, uh, Kuchisake Ona is a um, a figure in Japanese urban legends and folklore, and um, she's described as a very malicious spirit. Or an onryo, which basically means, um, basically like creepy spirit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, she uh, partially covers her face with a mask. And on another item, she carries a very, very uh, sharp object. And she has been described as a, ke- a contemporary yokai. So a yokai are a class of supernatural monsters and spirits in Japanese uh, folklore. So the word yokai is made up of the of the kanji for bewitching attractive calamity and specter apparition mysterious and suspicious it means all these things <laughs> um yokai is also referred to as uh ayakashi which uh is a yokai that ab- it appears above the surface of some body of water and then we have uh mononoke which is a vengeful spirit dead spirits or live spirits and then we have the um the Mamano, which is a witch, demon, or evil spirit. So the characteristics of yokai range diversely from uh, malevolent and uh, mischievous entities believed to cause misfortune and harm uh, to those who are considered to bring good fortune to those who encounter them. Yeah. So, <laughs> according to legend, uh, Kuchisake Ona was a woman who was mutilated during her life, mm-hmm. with her mouth being slit from ear to ear. Kind of sounds familiar. The gl- that Glasgow smile. That and also Black Dahlia. Black Dahlia. Lots of little stories from everywhere. <laughs> the Glasgow smile. Is yes. Often used. Oh, gosh. I was like, I think that was mentioned on our tour that we went on, I feel like. Yep. Okay, anyway. So, in some versions of the story, uh, Kuchisake Ona was the adulterous wife or concubine of a samurai during her life. As punishment for her infidelity, her husband sliced the corners of her mouth from ear to ear. Okay. (laughs) Why is it that dudes are allowed to cheat on women? And, and it's fine. And Nothing no punishment. Happens. And no punishment. But if a woman does it, she gets her face slit apart. Yeah. What What's going on? Like, what gives? I don't understand that. And I feel like a lot of the other stories that I read of female ghosts, like something happened to them due to their husband. 
And everybody's like, oh, it's fine. She's a ghost now. Whatever. She's evil. <laughs> she deserved it. <laughs> I'm like, come on. How about just kick her out? Right? Like, just send her on her way. Right. Just be like, girl, bye. Do we really have to slit her mouth from ear to ear? Right? Just say, girl, really bye. Is that really necessary? I feel like it's a little extreme. I mean, I don't know what the code of the samurai is for your concubine, but... I don't, I don't care. It's a little sexist. <laughs> yeah. I just... Anyway. I'm sorry. How many concubines <laughs> did David have? Come on. Right. And that was in the Bible? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Even the Lord condoned concubines, apparently. Oh, man. Our history. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And anyway, I'm stepping down off of my soapbox. No, it's fine. I... <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. So, but in other versions of the tale that her mouth was mutilated during a medical or dental procedure um, and that she was mutilated by a woman who was jealous of her beauty. Aww. And, uh, or that her mouth uh, was filled with numerous sharp teeth. Oh. Anyway, she's very angry. Sorry, girl. Right. So after her death, the woman returned as... Avengeful spirit so as the as an uh on rio or on rio excuse me she covers her mouth with a cloth mask um often people say it's a surgical mask but who knows <laughs> um it, like i said in other iterations it's a it's a hand fan which would be really pretty yes or a handkerchief yes. i like the sounds of those better Me too. but she also carries a sharp instrument with her which has been described as a knife a machete or a scythe or a large pair of scissors. You guys, which one is it? Because <laughs> they're all different sizes. <laughs> yeah. One, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Sometimes size matters. We need to know. Um, <laughs> so she said, she is said to ask potential victims if they think she is attractive. Often phrased as Watashi Kire. Oh, good job, babe. I practiced. <laughs> I'm like brushing my shoulders off. Um, which translates to, am I pretty or am I beautiful? Beautiful, babe. Thank you. I won't kill you. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm not this evil spirit. Anyway, so if the person answers no, she will kill the person with her weapon. But if the person answers yes, she will reveal her mutilated mouth and then repeats her question or asks Corey a demo, which translates to even with this or even now. And then if the person responds with no or screams in fright, she will kill the person. If the response is yes, she will slice the corners of the person's mouth from ear to ear, resembling her own disfigurement. So either way, you're screwed. Um, <laughs> she's, she's just mean, so don't don't be messing with her. Just, just walk away slowly. Um, but here's a note. So you're not really screwed, but in my mind, I, I would be. Because <laughs> I think I would just screw up the whole thing um so an individual an individual can survive an encounter with uh kuchisaka ono um by using one of several methods mm, tell me <laughs> so in some versions uh, versions oh my god some versions of the legend uh kuchisaka ono will leave the potential victim alone if they answer yes to both of her questions though in other versions she will revisit the individual's residence later that night and murder the person while they're sleeping <laughs> other survival tactics include replying to her questions by describing her appearance 
as average, giving the individual enough time to run away, distracting her by giving or throwing her money or hard candy. <gasps> I have candy. There I you go. Candy. She particularly likes the kind of candy known as Beko Ame, which is made of caramelized sugar. I don't have that, but I do have paydays. Yeah, so throw that in her direction. Okay. And <laughs> she will stop to pick them up or by saying the word uh, pomade three times. You could say that to her. I'll try that. Yeah. I'm so not going to sleep tonight. You might be safe. I know. We, we got to sage everything. I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> So our um, author and uh, folklorist uh, Matthew Meyer has described the the Kuchisake Ono legend as having roots dating back to Japan's Edo uh, period, which spanned from the 17th to the 19th centuries. So this is an old story. You know, when you get like really scared or uncomfortable with a particular subject matter, you really have to pee. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Also, I had a lot of that metabolism tea. So I'm scared now. Here we are. <laughs> With our fussy bladders. Yeah, so some print of the the legend actually dates back um, as early as 1979. The legend was reported uh, in such pu- publications as the, the Gifu uh, Prefecture newspaper. Um, it's called the, uh, the Gifu Nichi Nichi Shinbun. On January 26th, 1979. Yeah, I did it. Um, <laughs> there was another uh, weekly publication, the Shukan uh, Asahi, and that was published March 23rd. Um, so they, so there's a lot of rumors spreading around throughout Japan, kind of creating a hysteria to the point that young children would sometimes be accompanied by members of parent-teacher association groups while walking home from school. That's how bad it was. <laughs> it's really sad <laughs> um a historian and a manga author uh shiguru uh, mizuki uh considered Kush- uh, kuchisake ona to be an example of a yokai like you know basically like just telling him like maybe they're not all bad <laughs> but um but according to um uh, Zach Davison, who is a translator, um, he was saying that when uh, Mizuki put her own, uh, put her in one of his newest yokai encyclopedias, that's when she was like officially considered like a yokai. So it became a big thing. I'm scared. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> so in popular culture, uh, Kuchi Sakaono has appeared in live action films as well as manga, anime, and video games. Um, she appears in the 1994 animated film Pompoko, which was produced by Studio Ghibli. Um, I really like them. Um, and she also um, appears in the 1996 live action short film, which was called Kuchisake Ono, which was uh, directed by Teriyoshi Ishii. Um, You're on a fucking roll, girl. Get it. Good I job, told you, babe. I want to go to Japan. <laughs> Good job, girlfriend. You're doing awesome. I'm watching my anime. I'm trying to learn my words. You're, do- you're doing great. <laughs> I feel good. Maybe, anyway. uh, maybe you and uh, Anthony can go. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go? No. <laughs> oh, man. You don't want to come and check out all the, no, the I, Kuchisake Ono no, I saw the I saw the ring. I do not want well, to and, and speaking of the ring, she's also mentioned in the ring. When? But the original one. Oh, Ringu? Yes. Okay. The 1998 version. Uh, right? Wait, no, no. I'm sorry. That was the American one. I'm sorry. 
She, My bad. When was she mentioned in the ring? That's what I kind of want to rewatch it. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. It wasn't the ring that I saw. What was the other one with um, Sarah Michelle Gellar? The Grudge. The That's Grudge. the one that I saw that scared me. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a good one. Thank you. I'm going to sleep with that in my mind for the rest of the night. Dude, the fucking scariest sound in the physical <laughs> earth. So now I kind of want to watch The Ring again, just so I, I can see if um, when they mention her. Anyway. That was traumatic. I saw that when I was young, and damn. Um, but there's also um, a movie that came out in 2007 called Carved the Slip Mouth Woman. Oh, 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 I saw that one. And I didn't see it. I so saw it, I, I saw it, I saw it. I don't want to watch it. It's, yeah. It was also followed by Carved 2, The Scissors Massacre. I did not see that one. And also The Slip Mouth Woman Zero, The Beginning. I did not see that one. Yeah. <laughs> and also, she appeared in the American television series Constantine. But the character was, um, she appears in the episode called, uh, I think I want to say, I hope I'm saying this right. Danse Vaudou. That seems right. But anyway, so if you watched Constantine, they did mention uh, Kuchisaka Ono in that episode. There we go. And now, that's a legend. Now that I am thoroughly creeped out and not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> we'll just send each other really funny memes to get our minds off of it. Well, it's mo- I looked up who goes home on Drag Race, so I'll have something to stew about. Oh, no. Don't you dare. Okay, don't tell me. I'm not telling you. Because I'm already... Anyway, we're not going to get into gonna it. Be, you're, you're not going to be that mad, but you're going to be like... Come Why? On. Yeah. You're like, come on. Oh, man. I have a feeling that Candy Muse is still not going home. You are correct. I knew it. So it's going to be someone that I kind of sort of like. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Mm. It's not someone that you like, but it's not someone that you dislike. It's someone okay. that you're just kind of like, eh. See, now I'm trying to think who it is. <laughs> Yeah, just go watch it. <laughs> I will. We're going to be talking about it and you're going to be I just like to look up because I'm I also looked up yeah. I still have PTSD from last week. Dude. <laughs> I'm so mad. But also I want to point out Rosé, I fucking love you. Oh my god, it please if Rosé, if you ever listen to this podcast, we like we are totally team Rosé. We want you to win the whole thing. We are. I'll be thing. buying my shirt soon since I got my oh stimulus. My god. <laughs> I'm so excited. I want Rosie to win. Me too. Me but, too. But, but yeah. You, I, we I, know how this goes. Yeah. I looked up Who Goes Home and I'm like, seriously? <laughs> you said that because it, it wasn't Candy Muse. <laughs> yes. That's exactly why I said it. <laughs> so it's every it's anybody else but Candy Muse. <laughs> Dear plus size Vanjie, go home. <laughs> you know that's the only reason why she's there. No shade, but shade sorry i'm sorry patrick star like the snatch game performance patrick star does not sound like that at all she was candy muse with a turban on her head (laughs) Uh, anyway this is not a drag race podcast i apologize yeah i'm just bitter but also if you have thoughts (laughs) 
Also, Candy Muse, go home. <laughs> Share with us because we we like to have conversations with our fans, even if it's not all about uh, horror. We even, just even if you don't agree, yeah, that's okay. That's, that's okay that's, too. That's, that's what makes the world great. We can have differing opinions, but exactly. still have respectful conversation. Exactly. We can debate pizza toppings, just not social justice issues. <laughs> yeah, d- d- or why please- Candy Muse is still on drugs. <laughs> Those two subjects are off limits. Oh, this episode is amazing. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, but, but, oh, but, 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 oh, but oh. shout out to our girl Karen from Finance. Oh my gosh, Karen from Finance. On Drag Race Down Under, we love you. S- um, Small, okay, short story. I went to Hamburger Mary's. It's a really great place here in West Hollywood in California. Um, I had a birthday there which i had many birthdays there but i always like to go when DragCon is at the la convention center oh yeah so it was a great night but i had a lot of people not necessarily show up and i preserved a bunch of tables but this awesome person sitting next to me <laughs> my bestie noticed a drag queen standing in line outside and she thought hmm there's something wrong with this picture and we have a lot of empty seats yep maybe we should invite her in. So I'm like, hi, I don't know you. I'm Sarah. Do you want to come and eat with us and cut the line? Because this line is absurd. So she and her cute Aussie man came in and sat and had dinner with us and birthday celebrated and yes. it was the best. And lo and behold, we we get to DragCon. And she's there. And she's there with her own table. Yes. Karen from Finance, we love you. Yes. We're so glad that you you got to kiki with us and yes. it was so much fun i apologize because i was drunk but you were still awesome never apologize <laughs> and i love it that every time we come see you you remember us yes like i love that when a queen remembers you yeah when you come to their booth constantly we're at these different worthy. events so i hope you win yes i really do and if you don't i'm gonna be really pissed about it get it girl so congratulations on making it on drag the race first down under. yeah the first down under drag race you better you win better it, win yeah we're gonna keep posting about it too we're gonna be real sad if you don't i know <laughs> we gotta try to watch it <laughs> true truly blessed and highly favored yes <laughs> oh my god i i hope that heidi is on the next all stars oh my god i just adore heidi soft <laughs> i can't even do it <laughs> soft and supple Hi- heidi might be one of my favorites of all time yeah i because the name is just so terrible heidi in closet heidi in closet i mean it's kind of perfect now oh my gosh i love her truly blessed and highly favored (laughs) i need that on a shirt yes she probably has one i should order oh look at you now you're looking i did not get a stimulus but i'm still gonna order it well you can send me the link (laughs) we'll use my fun money um so well anyway enough about drag race and other drag queens uh thank you for listening today yes. we apparently had a lot of fun we did we is, needed it after the week we had yeah we really did trust me and like the weeks that i have coming before me mm-hmm. um <laughs> i'm not really excited but excited mm-hmm. sort of anyway make sure you like us on facebook and follow us on instagram also don't forget about kitty effect shop we have the link on our website www.thesquadghouls.com make sure you go there click on the link and the 50 percent discount will automatically be put into your cart mm-hmm. oh. and uh be sure to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts um 
subscribe as well for updates. Yes. Did we say the, the social media stuff yet? I did. Okay. Uh, website. We yep. Did this, that. This stuff. And oh, we have merch. Oh, yeah. We got some merch. Get our merch. Um, we'll- yeah. Sorry. Continue. Oh, no, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Your, your dog still might be cold because we have dog hoodies. And it's cold in some parts of the country. It is. So get your dog a hoodie. Yep. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. Creep it real. And we'll scare you later. Goodbye. Bye.